Welcome to the Dumbox Podcast, the official parish podcast of St. Thomas Aquinas Catholic Parish, where we bring you basically the news events, uh, all the fun things that are happening at St. Thomas, and help make our parish family uh, a little bit more as a family. There you go. We're a little bit more engaged, exactly, yeah. just like our mission statement says that we are. Yeah. So my name is Chris Hauerberger. I'm the middle school youth minister here. And my name is Adam Brill. I'm the liturgy coordinator. Welcome again. We are very excited that you're joining us on this little adventure of this podcast. Please make sure, I know many of you listen to our Lent episode. If you haven't listened to that, make sure you do and find out everything that's going on during Lent here at St. Thomas. And, and also make sure that you spend some time um, looking at what may be listed as a trailer on your podcast player or episode zero or what's titled the intro cast. That way you can kind of get an idea for what we're trying to do with this podcast and get our vision for it um, and find out just why we're calling it the Dumb Ox Podcast. Mm-hmm. So we've got a couple dates, deadlines, little things coming up here. Uh, like Chris said, we talked about a lot of the stuff that's happening during Lent on the previous episode, but we're going to highlight a couple things coming up. Make sure you join us. Liturgy guy here talking. Make sure you join us before each Mass for 30 minutes. Uh, we're going to be doing the Liturgy of the Hours for every Mass this Lent. It's a really exciting way to pray through the Psalms, to pray through the season of Lent that we're experiencing. We just started, we're recording this episode right now during Ash Wednesday, so Chris has got a big black cross on his forehead. I do. It is, Deacon Pat got me good this time. I tried to avoid, Deacon Mark got me last year really big, and Deacon Pat got me this year, so. Yeah, it's it's nice and ashy. Um, and But yeah, we're uh, the Lenten season is now upon us. We're really trying to enter into that prayer asking, prayer, fasting, and almsgiving that Father mentioned. So join us in that new form of prayer that we're doing here with Liturgy of the Hours. We'll be doing evening prayer at the, both of the 5.30 Masses. We'll be doing morning prayer at the 8.30 a.m. Mass, and we'll be doing daytime prayer, which most people usually don't experience. We'll be doing that at the 11 a.m. Mass. Okay, we got a lot going on. So just like we talked about during the Lent episode, the Liturgy Hours is a really good way to kind of warm yourself up liturgically. So please make sure you join us. Make sure you get to Mass early. Make sure you get there often and join us for some really, really good prayer. Speaking of that fasting that you were talking about, as mm-hmm. we all know, during Lent, we don't eat meat or red meat at least or mm-hmm. chicken or any of those things during Fridays. I love um, my alligator. Yeah, or yeah, what, what's the other random thing that's allowed? Isn't a muskrat technically yep, yep, allowed? I think muskrat. So yeah, you can always get your muskrat in too. If you aren't interested in alligator or muskrat, I don't even think we have those in Texas, but mm. um, you can join us on Friday nights from 5 to 7 for the Knights of Columbus Lenten Fish Dinners. They start at 5 o'clock, go until 7, and they'll be going every week on Friday through Lent. Plates for adults are $10, and plates for kids 6 through 12 are $5. Awesome. And right after that, we'll have the Stations of the Cross on Friday, starting at 7 p.m. Uh, each week has a different theme. You know, we've got scriptural, we've got uh, Manresa, we've got a couple other ones. This week, this upcoming week, we've got scriptural. So join us in this beautiful way of praying the Stations of the Cross, praying through and with Christ in his passion. Uh, and join Deacon Frank as we do that. Absolutely. So, yeah, so Deacon Frank's got this week, but um, before we got to the stations this year, since that is one of the big highlights that every parish seems to do, we wanted to spend a little bit of time to just talk about the Stations of the Cross and, and why do we do the different reflections that we use and what is the history of it, what's the background, and what's the church inviting us into when we pray it. So I did a little bit of research. I did my homework um, and and you know, kind of knew some of these things before, but really got to learn and kind of immerse myself in it while I was preparing for this. And so, so Adam, do you know where the Stations of the Cross started? Um, is it literally 
the place where Jesus experienced it, those stations? It is. You're right. And so in, in the ancient church, before the Holy Land was dangerous to go to, especially in the medieval times, Christian pilgrims would literally go to Jerusalem and... There, they would walk the physical, what we call the Via Dolorosa, or the way of suffering, the way of sorrows. And, and as they would go, they would stop in all of these places along Christ's journey. And, and they would pray and walk and physically walk those things. As I mentioned, a little bit of a spoiler back there, the Jerusalem and the Holy Land eventually is taken over by the Islamic Caliphate. Um, and so Christians are barred from traveling there. They're essentially executed on the spot. And eventually the Franciscans are allowed back in to kind of allow Christian pilgrimages but it still becomes impractical for the European Christians where the bulk of the Roman church that we belong to is really developed. It, it's impractical and unsafe for them to travel. And so what the Franciscans do is they slowly bring this back to the European churches in big living stations that are actually length and the size of the Via Dolorosa in Jerusalem, and then eventually moving them into the churches, um, and then eventually moving into all of the churches in medieval Europe, where they have these stations of the cross, so that we, you know, living here in College Station, Texas now, mm -hmm. in, tw in 2020, we are now able to walk the stations in a way spiritually, but also physically like those early Christian pilgrims would do. And did you know that actually those stations of the cross that the Franciscans brought back, as they started becoming put in our local parishes, usually when we put something in the parish like uh, an ambo or an altar, mm -hmm. those get blessed, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, the, the church building itself is blessed uh, right. when it's consecrated, but the stations of the cross are usually blessed, but before the Second Vatican Council, only Franciscans could bless them. Yeah, so there was actually a really cool thing that I found in my research too, is that even before the only the Franciscan priests could bless them, only Franciscan priests could erect them in mm -hmm. churches, even mm -hmm. if it was a secular or a just a regular diocesan parish like us. And only a Franciscan priest particularly could mm -hmm. actually be the one to put them up in the church. So you had to call a Franciscan from all the way up and who knows where yeah, to come down they been, right? and bring them and put them in and bless them. Yeah, it's really interesting how it became that way. And eventually the popes allowed the bishops to be able to do this themselves. But... Yeah, now, now we can just put them in the churches without that need now that after the Second Vatican Council. But it's a fun little yeah. little quirk of history that the order that brought it is is the order that brings it here. Right. Um, so, so yeah, when we walk the stations or when we pray with the stations, the church is inviting us to physically and spiritually enter into Christ's passion. Obviously, the spiritual part is very easy because we are going to have 14 of these different stops along the way of Christ's passion presented to us and, and some reflection or meditation or scripture is presented to us that way we can pray with it and and sit with it in our own spiritual time and, and place but what i really love most particularly about the stations is that we're especially when you pray them individually not necessarily in a group you can really physically enter one of my favorite things to do is to actually physically go i i like to go into our church because i have a key um and <laughs> sneak in and take advantage of that little perk of the job and to go and walk from station to station mm. and pray at each one because the catechism tells us the catechism of the catholic church beautiful book that lists all of our church's teachings says that a pilgrim prays with his feet and when we're praying the stations, we become pilgrims in Jerusalem just in that same way. Um, and it's, it's just such a beautiful reminder that it is our bodies matter. Mm -hmm. and, and what we do with our bodies matter. And so when we go and we pray the stations, we walk from place to place. We walk with Christ. And when we genuflect, when we, when we are praying the stations, if that's what your particular meditation uses, you are physically saying something with your body that 
what happened to our Lord was significant for your salvation in his passion. Yeah. Just so, like during mass, right? We, we stand, we sit, we kneel at the various points. We're exactly. doing all these uh, Catholic aerobics to uh, <laughs> help us not only stay alert, uh, but also to help us enter in. The, the right. things that we're doing actually help us grasp and spiritually take in what we're praying. Exactly. And the church kind of, you know, you mentioned already that we're praying, that we're recording this on Ash Wednesday. And so um, that is another part of this whole piece that what physically happens to us and what we physically do matters. And so that's why we come up to mass on Ash Wednesday and we get our ashes on our forehead. And it's it's a reminder. And, and I, so Deacon Pat told me, repent and believe in the gospel. But the other response is, Remember that you are dust, and to dust you shall return. It's a reminder that yes, this is what this is a truth of our faith, but ultimately it's about our interior disposition, and and what we do with our bodies reflects that and points back to that. Mm-hmm. So during during Lent this year, every Friday you'll be able to come and join us at seven p.m. here at the church. One of our deacons will be leading one of the different reflections, like we mentioned already. This Friday, coming up on the twenty eighth, um, is Deacon Frank. But you'll be able to join us in praying as a group. And so just like what we do at Mass and what we do when we're going to be praying the Liturgy of the Hours, right, Adam, um, is we're going to be able to pray and worship with the whole body of Christ. And as our parish family, as the body of Christ, this mystical body of Christ, we'll be able to enter into Christ's passion, to pray, and to join together in prayer reflecting on what Jesus did for us. But... I also do want to encourage you um, to to take your favorite Stations of the Cross reflection and actually spend some time praying with it on your own. Hmm. Um, because at, at its very core, just like what we talked about with the rosary during our Lent cast, that's a devotional prayer. Um, Stations of the Cross is, is a devotional prayer, which means that it's for you. And so, you know, perhaps there's... There's one station that really hits you in a particular way with a particular reflection. And so you want to spend a little bit more time there, but the deacon has now moved on to whatever mm. the next station is. So, you know, the best example of this that I have is I I find the third or the, the third fall, the ninth station, very, very powerful because Christ showed us that, you know what, okay, yes, he he is God, and so in his divinity could have carried the cross the entire way, but that it's okay for us to mess up when he falls the first time. And then to then mess up again when he falls the second time. But that third fall is just such a beautiful reminder to me of Christ's humility and an invitation into it myself. And so I always want to sit and pray longer with the third fall, mm-hmm. uh, but it's usually not an option for me. Right. But it, what we have here is with our parish, we have that adoration chapel, right? Exactly. That Eucharistic adoration chapel that's open all day, pretty much every day. And every window in there is one of those stations of the cross absolutely and they're they're really beautiful stained glass windows too and so you it's it's a beautiful opportunity for you to a just go sit in the sunlight a little bit too because sometimes the lord just wants to warm you with the sunlight um but you can you can go and be with our lord in the blessed sacrament and be able to enter into his passion and and sit with those in a new way right and usually there's always people there of course but there's not a thousand people there watching you so you can yeah. be as awkward as you want exactly taking your time out each station sure. however long you want sure and you can really meditate you know we've mentioned this a couple times let's highlight the six different reflections that we're going to do this year during the stations during fridays during mm-hmm. Lent this year adam so so you've mentioned already we're going to start on february 28th with the scriptural right um, and, and then after that on march 6th we'll be doing again the human trafficking yeah we did that for the first time last year and right. it's very, very powerful. Right. We'll talk more about uh, that in a little bit. Yeah. And then we've got uh, March 13th, we've got the Manresa. 
Uh, and then March 20th, we have the Everyman one. And then on March 27th, we have the scriptural. Um, followed by April 3rd, when we'll have the Way of the Cross for Children, which is a personal favorite of my own. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on April 10th, on Good Friday, it's not at 7 p.m. It's at noon, right. um, which is when Christ is crucified, if I'm not mistaken, or if we, if you, according to the text of the Gospels. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're, we're going to be doing a new one this year on Good Friday where we'll be doing the Stations of the Cross for seminarians. Right. Um, and I'm sure we'll be praying in a particular way for, for Deacon Chris and Deacon Will, um, for Isaiah and Thomas, the seminarians from our parish. This right. Year. And for you, I guess. Yeah, I guess. I guess we we haven't told everybody on the podcast, but um, <laughs> Bishop Vasquez has um, accepted my application to be a seminarian for the diocese. So, congrats! Um, congrats. Thank you, thank you. More to follow on that, but um, yeah, that doesn't mean I'll be leaving the podcast. So, um, we'll find we just you. Just got started. Well, I know we just started, but uh, we'll find you a good co-host, Adam. Okay. we'll find you somebody. Yeah, but it would be really cool uh, to pray for you and all the other seminarians on that uh, day after Holy Thursday, after the institution of the priesthood. Right. We just that'd be really powerful yeah i'm very excited personally just to be able to pray for those seminarians because i know i know most of them but it'll also be powerful myself to to kind of be there for that and and to experience that so um so let's talk we want to highlight you know the everyman stations of the cross is a, is a very easily applicable one um the children's way of the cross is very powerful in its simplicity right. um but we wanted to highlight just a couple more we wanted to talk a little bit more about the human trafficking one and the scriptural stations. So the human trafficking stations of the cross, this is kind of a quick disclaimer and heads up on it, but it is it is very um, powerful in its honesty. Hmm. And it yeah, doesn't exactly. it doesn't distill it, but it, it talks about the very real problems of modern day human trafficking. Um, and so it's not necessarily the best to bring kids to, mm-hmm. we'll be totally honest, and mm-hmm. we encourage you to use your discretion if you're a parent, but it's, it's it's impactful. It's it's one of the most impactful stations of the cross reflections that I've ever seen. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm super excited. Yeah, stations are always a really great way. Um, again, I know we've said it like four different times already, but just a reminder: you can join us every Friday during Lent at 7 p.m. Um, to pray at the stations. Um, make sure you come to the fish fry beforehand and support right, right. the Knights of Columbus. Good fish. Exactly, get the good fish and everything else that you can get there. So, thank you so much for for listening to another episode of the Dumb Ox Podcast. If you want to subscribe or share these episodes, we are obviously on anchor that's who's who's pushing our podcast out but where else where else can people find us and listen to us adam they can find us on spotify they can find us on breaker google podcast and radio public radio public okay cool um maybe but one day hopefully hopefully, hopefully one day one day we'll yeah. be on other ones right we'll be on other ones hopefully one day we'll get into the apple podcast one that's that's when you really know that you've made it as a podcast when apple Podcasts let you in so mm-hmm. um hopefully we'll be on there soon um so if you have any questions about podcasts you can come flag us down one day and bring us your phone and we'll help you find one at the parish and we'll, we'll get you hooked up so you can never miss an episode, although I'm sure we'll be putting them out on Facebook. Right, right for sure. Uh, also, we don't have every topic written out yet. so oh, uh, I don't know what you're talking about, Adam. I have every idea planned out okay. until July 31st when I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> well, so then for after that, yeah. uh, I need some help. So if you want to send us any topic ideas, questions, uh, anything like that, you can email 
uh, me personally at liturgy at stabcs.org. I'm open to uh, any suggestions and uh, things like that we can talk about. I'm also open to just talking about liturgy. Uh, so you can email <laughs> me anytime if you want to talk about liturgy. I love talking about yeah. uh, obscure liturgical things. He does. Adam has a t-shirt. It, it says, Adam, Adam's very much an introvert. So oh, am yeah. I, which is actually right. quite funny that we're doing, that we're the ones doing this podcast. But yes. Adam's got a t-shirt that he loves to wear called, it says introverted, but willing to discuss liturgy. Yeah. So yeah, he would love to do that. But no, for please, please do send us topic ideas. Um, if you have questions about the liturgy or questions about how we're doing things at St. Thomas Aquinas, um, or just questions about anything Catholic, please feel free to, to contact us and reach out. If you, you know, you've got something you're really excited about and you want to maybe be on the podcast, send us an email and we can, you know, we can maybe even work that out too. So yeah. So, uh, you want to give us a little it? preview for yeah, next week before we go? So next week we'll be discussing the upcoming feast of St. Thomas Aquinas. Wait. Didn't we already do that in January? We did, and that is exactly why we're going to do another podcast. Ah, so you see, Adam, Adam's mean. He's giving you guys a cliffhanger. Make sure you uh-huh. tune in next week, um, and you'll hear more about what's coming up then. Um, until next time, since it's Ash Wednesday, it'll probably be fitting. Let's go ahead and finish with a nice little repent and believe in the gospel. All right. <laughs>